imagine how difficult it is to be a doctor? Right? You're at your office, perhaps you're in the emergency room, wherever, and a person comes to you with any number of different symptoms, and your job is to be able to not only identify what the symptoms are, but maybe even look past the symptoms and say, here is the real problem. Right? Not just treat the symptoms, but figure out what the real issue is. Because if you only treat the symptoms, you could completely miss what's causing them all and not actually even help the person. I think there's a similarity in our own life. Think of all the things that distract you. All the things that can distract you from the most important thing, which we talked about in our children's message this morning, right? You can think of all those important things that that might uh, be good and important in our life, but they aren't the most important thing. All those things that can distract you, and your job as a child of God is to see those things for what they are. Distractions. Distractions from the most important thing. Distractions that if you, well, if you don't pay attention to them, can very easily lead you down the wrong path and away from the most important thing. Distractions that are are clawing for your time, your attention, and want to be the most important. If you give in to that and you treat the distractions as important or even the most important thing, then you end up missing what? The heart of the matter. This morning, we hear Jesus tell a story. And it's a story aimed at people who were being tempted to be distracted by any number of different things. If you look at Luke chapter 16, he talks about greed and about money and possessions. Right? And he tells this story to help those who are listening to him and to help you and I see the the heart of the matter. To see the, the most important thing for what it is and not to be distracted by all those things that clamor for our attention. Because when we see and understand and know the most important thing, when we have the heart of the matter in our hands, we have it all. The story we heard just a few moments ago in our gospel lesson isn't that difficult to understand, right? Jesus told the story of a man named Lazarus who was poor and and a man who was just simply referred to as a rich man. And there was a rather stark contrast in their life here on earth, wasn't there? The rich man, we're told, had had great wealth. He enjoyed and was sitting in the lap of luxury. He was able to lounge around in fine linens. His wealth spoke for itself. And then there was Lazarus. Right? Poor. Begging for food. Suffering physical hardship that he had sores on his body that the the dogs came and, and licked. Right? You'd look and you'd say, there is no greater and more stark contrast than between these two men and their fortunes here on earth. And Jesus continues in his story and says that, that both men died and both men were judged. And both men, well, their eternal, 
eternal fate also demonstrated a rather stark contrast, didn't it? We're told Lazarus, despite his poverty, despite the many afflictions he had in his life, was in heaven. Right? Despite his poverty and despite his afflictions and hardships, the, the physical things that he had to deal with here on earth, right through all of that, he had maintained a trust and a confidence in God and the promises he had given to them. His focus here on earth wasn't his lack of possessions or the physical hardships he was going through. No. The very fact in heaven tells the fact that he was in heaven tells us that Lazarus had kept the most important thing in his life the most important thing. Right? He knew his Savior. He knew his God. And while he was poor here on earth, he was rich for eternity. And the rich man was in the exact opposite condition, wasn't he? We're told he was in agony and hell to the point that he was begging for, for Abraham to, to just dip his finger in, and give him a drop of cool water on his tongue because of the, the agony and pain he was in, suffering from that separation from God and his love in, in hell. Right, the, the man who had had it all here on earth, who had been distracted by every last little thing, that he missed the most important thing, now was poor for eternity. And suffering an, e an eternal demise, separated from God and his love forever. There wasn't, there isn't too, too much more of a, a stark contrast, huh, between the two, both in their life here on earth and in their life. As we hear that story, it teaches us some things, doesn't it? That the, con the, the decisions and choices we make here on earth about what's important in our life have consequences. And maybe as you begin to peel back all the different layers in your life, about what's really important to you, to get at the heart of, of what's most important in your life, perhaps you begin to see some distractions and some things that begin to pop up, huh? After all, we all deal with them. What are the things that distract you from your Savior? What are the things that, that keep you from, well, from being in God's Word daily? What are the things that, that keep you from having an, an ongoing conversation between you and your Savior during the moments of your day? What are the things that distract you from, well, from showing the love that God has shown you to your, your neighbor, to your spouse, to your children, to your co-workers? What are those things that distract you, right? I, I suppose you could, could think of it one way. There are a number of emotional distractions, Right? If, I, if I'm constantly worried and, and afraid of things that might happen, if I'm worried about, well, how God is going to bless me, if I'm worried about not having enough, if I'm worried about what the other person is thinking, if I'm, I'm afraid of things that are going to happen, all of those things are going to distract me from the most important thing. And not only my relationship with my Heavenly Father, but it's going to distract me from how I serve my brothers and sisters around me. 
I suppose we could begin to think of those distractions that, that keep us from focusing on the most important thing in, in our actions and the choices we make, right? It, it could be work, it could be play, it could be sports, it could be any number of different things, right, that, that keep us from the most important thing. And maybe what we begin to realize as we pull back the layers of our heart is that we've begun to set up idols. Things that we say, that right when we leave church, we say, well, Jesus is the most important thing in my life. And then when the rubber hits the road, other things begin to take his place. We look to other things to bring us joy and happiness in life. It could be work. could be family. could be a spouse. could be our children. could be possessions. It could be vacations. It could be any number of different things. But finally, anything that we look to to bring us joy and happiness in life. And if that thing isn't God, well, that thing is a distraction then, isn't it? A distraction that's trying to keep us from focusing on the most important thing. And my guess is, as you peel back the layers of your own life, what you are going to begin to see are things that are embarrassing and perhaps things that make you a bit ashamed. You're going to see things that are good and right and and proper in our lives, but perhaps that we put a little bit too much emphasis on or have begun to slide into that most important thing, that, that spot that's the most important thing in our life, a place that really deserves to only be God. And when we realize that, the, be- the guilt begins to pile up, doesn't it? Which can become a distraction in and of itself. So what do we do? What do we do when we begin to look closely at the decisions we make, the choices we make, at the distractions that are part of each one of our lives, and we begin to see the different things that we begin to slide into the most important slot in our life? Well, we go back to the heart of the matter, don't we? We go back to that, the heart of the matter that tells us that we have a God who loves us. A God who loves us so much that he was willing to send his own son for us. We go back to that most important thing in our life. That we have a Savior who forgives us, who's called us to faith and now gives us eternal life. We go back to that good news that we have a Savior who stepped down from his throne in heaven and was never once distracted by all the things that can distract people here on earth. But instead kept a a laser focus on why he came. You. He came to earth for you. So that he could make you perfect in God's eyes and take away all the times that we've been distracted by any number of different things. Forgive you for all the times you've forgotten the most important thing in life. For when you forgot the heart of the matter. 
Jesus had that laser focus on you, that he wanted to show his love for you by living and dying so that you could be his. And when you have that understanding, and when you're able to see how much God loves you and what he's done for you, how he's called you to be his own, how he's forgiven you, and how he now gives you eternal life because he wants to spend an eternity with you. It begins to change the choices we make in life. Right? When we have the heart of the matter in our, in our hands and we see it for what it is, it's something we never want to let go. It's what we begin to base the rest of our life around. Then we begin to say, if, if my Savior and what he's done for me is the most important thing in my life, it changes how I see and how I interact with my spouse, my kids, my coworkers. It changes how I, I do my job at work. It changes how I interact with my neighbors. Right? That now I look at those things and say, as I go to work, it's an opportunity for me to, to, to show my Savior how much I love him by, by putting in a hard day's work. And because the most important thing is, is the heart of the matter in my life, I do this with, with joy and, and, and a smile on my face because I'm in working, I'm serving my Savior. Right? As I interact with my kids, I can look at them and say, I love you. Right? And you are important to me. And I want to show you the, the, the most important thing in my life. I want to introduce you to my Savior. And when you have that perspective, your kids are important, but they never become the most important thing. And when you interact with your neighbors, you're able to forgive just petty things that go on between neighbors. You're able to, to see your neighbor's needs and, and seek to serve them. Right? It begins to affect the choices you make in life because when you see and have in your arms the heart of the matter you begin to see distractions for what they are. Distractions. Things that pull you away from the most important thing. It's why Jesus, as, as the rich man is begging Abraham to at least send Lazarus back to earth to, to, that his brothers might hear and say, they have Moses and the prophets, they have God's word. What more do they need? He says, no, send Lazarus back. Because if someone comes back from the dead, they're going to listen to him and say, Abraham just says, no. If they don't listen to God, what God has to say in his word, to be convinced, if someone rises from the dead, think of what your God has given you. He's given you his very word where he reveals to you the heart of the matter, the most important thing. Man, as we, we see that, as children of God, isn't it our desire then to, to grow in that? To be able to take God's own word and, and open it up each and every day to remind ourselves and to read again for ourselves that the most important thing, the, the heart of the matter? What a blessing it is for us and to take advantage of those opportunities we have them to, to be here in church on a Sunday morning, not only worshiping, but, but gathering together for Bible study because they're we get to open God's word, right? And hear about the, the heart of the matter, the most important thing. 
And even if it's things that we've heard before, the Holy Spirit still comes and works in our heart through his word and strengthens our grip on the most important thing, the heart of the matter, that Jesus loves you, that he, dies for, that he died for you, that he forgives you, and that he's given you eternal life. And because of that, he deserves all of our glory. He deserves to have that most important spot in our life as the most important thing. And that's the heart of the matter. Amen. Our Savior Lutheran Church is located on the south side of Birmingham off Highway 280. We are on Dunnant Valley Road, about three quarters of a mile east of Treetop Family Adventure and Sports Blast. Our Sunday services begin at 1015 with Sunday School and Bible Class at 9 o'clock. We welcome visitors and hope to see you soon. For more information, please visit our website at OurSaviorBirmingham.com. Click on Sermons at the top of the page for a copy of today's service folder. You can also find us online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.